Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. Today, after a nice week break, I am here to talk to you about video essays. And slowly but surely, Sweden faded in. And I just started crying. Uh, they, weren't, they weren't sad tears. They weren't tears of joy. I wasn't overwhelmed. I don't know. I knew that all this world is, all this game is, is just a cleverly constructed sequence of ones and zeros, but I knew that in a way, it's a part of me. This world is something that I will always hold dear to my heart. It's a window into the past, a reflection of the kid I was. It's just been sitting here on the Xbox unchanged since 2013 when I logged out for the last time. Unchanged since I started to become the man I am today. So, you know, today I wanted to focus on a different side of YouTube. Um, a lot of times, you know, I focus on the very, you know, gaming side or the Mr. Beast-ness content. And I wanted to talk about, you know, another content that is kind of gr not exactly grown, but definitely has um, a great fan base and has makes up a larger part of YouTube than some might expect. And that is video essays. Um, so, yeah, I think video essays are part of YouTube that are a bit underappreciated. Um, video essays are usually when a creator kind of writes a very scripted out piece of content and speaks about a certain topic. And now there are a lot of great video essays that I probably won't mention, a lot of great video essay channels I won't mention, so I know you must have your favorites. Um, maybe let them know if you want to leave me a review or, you know, talk about your favorites in the Discord. But um, I'm going to talk about, you know, some of what I know about video essays. So video essays are kind of when usually someone wants to talk about a problem, some current news, something they're passionate about, and just all of that. And um, yeah, so I think that a fun video essay to talk about is one that I watched um, a few days ago. Uh, I was with my friends, and that was about um, the Silk Road. So the Silk Road um, was <laughs> it was a video essay by Newsthink. It has 1.6 million views. It was made three months ago, and it was 24 minutes um, about um, the Silk Road and, like, uh, the guy who created it. Silk Road was, like, an uh, underground, like, trafficking, um, drug trafficking website that you could, like, buy drugs, and it would tell you, like, Amazon. It was pretty crazy. Um, but it was a really good video essay on it, and it has 1.6 million views, as I said, and it was just 24 minutes of, like, well-thought-out content with graphics. Now you have that side of video essays that are kind of more analytical, focused on more serious topics. Um, they can range from like, you know, 10 to 20 minutes like that one, or I had just started one the other day, which is, is a very popular one. I haven't yet finished it, um, but it has um, 8.4 million views. Uh, it's from Folding Ideas, and that uh, is about the problem with NFTs. Uh, 8.4 million views, and that is a two-hour and 18-minute-long video essay. So yeah, they can range from nothing to something that is incredibly long. And I think that um, it's kind of cool that you know something that that long can exist on YouTube, because you know a lot of times um, you know YouTube is kind of based around like the algorithm we think of YouTube. We think about kind of content that I always preach to make and preach that I like, which is just you know. 10 minute fast, boom, pow, in your face, let's talk about all of this type of content. And I, I do always say, yeah, that's what I enjoy. I enjoy content that holds my attention span. And this kind of goes in 
you know, it defies all of that. Yet, as we see these high view counts, we can see that they are successful. You can make this long movie documentary-like content that ends up being successful. Getting 8.4 million views, which kind of feels like it defies what should happen. And I think that's kind of an interesting concept because I think a lot of people sometimes diminish YouTube's, you know, YouTube content's um, validity. Like they kind of diminish it as art and stuff like this. Like, oh, it's just silly videos on there. But then you see people make uh, that 20 minute documentary in the Silk Road um, creator or this two hour documentary on NFTs and the problems with them. And you really understand that, you know, this content the content on YouTube has a large range. It can be very large and it can be very small. And, and I think it's important to kind of realize that this is like not a podcast. Like, because of course, a lot of podcasts are uploaded on YouTube. Um, Mine, <laughs> shameless plug. But there, there is a difference. You know, uh, this is about, you know, essays that are written before, which a lot of podcasts aren't. These are usually all scripted before. And, um... And then done, yeah. And I think that it's kind of crazy to see um, just like, I don't know, someone put so much work in to something like that. And I find it really impressive. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But what I also appreciate about YouTube um, video essays is that we've talked about some two serious topics, kind of like the problem with NFTs and um, Silk Road Creator. But there's a lot of video essays that are not serious and are just fun to watch. Um, I watched one the other day kind of about... It was um, uh, Filthy Frakes transition to Joji. Because uh, I knew, you know, it was How Joji Escaped from Filthy the Rank by Patrick CC. Got 1.3 million views. 17 minutes long. And that was a really enjoyable watch. I watched, I think, the whole 17 minutes in a row and was pretty invested in the whole time. And I think that, like, Topics like that are less serious, but still interesting because those are kind of aimed at a different section of audience. You know, you can have video essays for, you know, more serious watchers or people who just are interested in topics they're passionate about, like this one. I, I knew Joji and I knew Filthy Frank and I knew they were the same person, but I, I didn't really know the whole story behind it all. And it was really interesting to have someone kind of lay out how he slowly transitioned from this character who was like kind of crazy into this popular singer that is now all over TikTok, all over Spotify that people don't even know was this other personality before, you know, another example of kind of that, like, um, more fun side of video essays is an essay video essay by Jay Schlatt. Um, for those of you who don't know, kind of some of Jay Schlatt's initial success came from a video essay titled a tribute to Minecraft. And that had, 5.5 million views it went to the point where notch even responded on twitter or something at some point and yeah that it was a video essay and what's kind of fun about this is you usually kind of see schlatt in content mode you don't often get a serious schlatt 
Um, but um, it's pretty awesome to kind of see himself like get so serious about a topic because it's it's not like the video essay is not meant to entertain. Schlatt does include some jokes within there, but there is definitely um a serious element to it where he talks about he lets himself be sensitive and sentimental and takes the topic of Minecraft with an incredible seriousness that we don't normally get. And one, I think the video essays are fun in that way because it allows you to see another side of your, you know, one of your favorite creators. But also, you know, it just allows you to also relate to something serious about Minecraft. When we take this video game culture, you know, there's a lot of times a rich history about it that, you know, I don't think we truly realize because we, again, you know, don't give it validity validity because it's a video game um yeah i've also watched i would consider mogul mail a lot of a bit a bit like video essays um mogul mail is you know a channel by ludwig where he just makes um content kind of talking about um I don't know, YouTuber news, but sometimes he does more serious things. And I know it's not scripted, but I still think it's in a video essay-esque form. And they're pretty successful all getting like hundreds of thousands of views. Like um, the other day, he talked about how G Fuel um, messed up by like firing people who spoke out. Um, And I think that, you know, those again, you see another more serious side to creator and it makes you appreciate them as a person more. Yeah. Um, but I think that video essays are a powerful tool that allow people to learn. And you can find a video essay on almost anything. So, like, I watched a tribute to Minecraft, right? I watched it. And surprising as it may seem, I'm well within the age bracket to grow, grow up with Minecraft as, like, a very nostalgic game for me. But it wasn't. I, I didn't really get into Minecraft until later than everybody else. I don't know. I just kind of missed the curve with that one. I, I didn't have the uh, mining survival books as a kid. Uh, it just kind of skipped me out. And I love the game now, but like, wasn't that nostalgic for me. So then I thought, hmm, what games are nostalgic for me? I look up a tribute to Skylanders. I love Skylanders. I played with them all when I was a kid. Made my parents spend way too much money on gifts um, by giving them to me on like Christmas, my birthday. Like no one should spend that $10 on the figurine character. It's like the best DLC that's ever been invented. But I can find in a two hour video with 546,000 views on a tribute to Skylanders. That's crazy in my mind that we have, you can just have like a kind of infinite opinions on everything if you want to find information about stuff um yeah (laughs) i honestly just find that insane you can find short content you can find long content almost anything there's a lot of um movie um video essays uh annotating kind of movies and talking about them you can get some on food i know speed running ones are really possible are really popular not possible speed running video um i know that's a big category of the video essay one we have um mario kart wii the history of the ultra shortcut 11 million views world progression uh, world record progression pokemon slash blue speed runs by summoning salt these are all a lot of summoning salt ones 6.1 million views there's just a lot of content on like um world records that are these are like 20, 30, 40 minute videos that all do well. 
And I think it's kind of interesting to see this be successful. Yeah. Um, it's another set of YouTube that I think is underappreciated and kind of needed some more popularity to it. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of all I wanted to say in video essays, but, um, I think I'll also kind of have to mention, um, Ryan Trahan. Um, so I did an episode on Ryan Trahan, I think it was a few weeks ago, um, published, um, I think that's May 25th. So yeah, about a month ago at this point, um, I posted an episode on him. And shortly after that episode, he started an incredibly popular series that just ended today. And I feel like it'd be a shame to not mention it. And that was surviving on one cent for 30 days to deliver a penny to Mr. Beast. Um, he posted that video on um, June 1st. So my podcast was just well-timed, but I felt like it was important to kind of talk about this journey. So Ryan Trahan spent 30 days going from Los Angeles to North Carolina to deliver Mr. Beast a penny, and he only had a penny to spend. So, you know, this whole series of daily uploads included him, you know, earning money and, you know, making his way across America. And why this was also really cool is it was a fundraiser where um, he was, uh, I think, raising money for Feeding America, where, like, it was, like, $1 is a meal, so he raised over a million dollars by himself, which is absolutely insane. And I just think that it's cool to see projects like this. I think they really benefit the platform, they benefit creators, and they inspire other people. Um, I, I only see it as, like, promoting success. I think that this is um a really cool project, and um I didn't necessarily watch every episode but it was very nice to see him kind of progressing along even if I only tuned into a few and I think this shows that there is power within daily uploads I know I talked about before in another episode how daily uploads are kind of dying out and I think that's true but I think special events like this if more creators did that I'm not saying like do it every day but like a special event for a month or even a week I think is really fun especially if it has a really cool goal. So I'd like to see how Ryan Trahan like kind of impacts this creator economy and this creator trend set. If we'll see many more challenges or just daily uploads like his, cause they were all very successful. He gained 2 million subscribers during this month and, um, each subscriber is another, um, I think meal for feeding America. So go subscribe. But this is honestly just insane. Uh, I'm almost proud of him for what he's accomplished, even though I've been following along the whole time. But I'm I'm really excited to see. Hopefully, this inspires creators to do a lot of cool new content, and I think that will be uh, very successful. But this is gonna keep it short this week. Um, thank you guys for all your support and everything. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>